Hey everybody, Dave Hagan here. What will retirement look like for you? You ever thought about that? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast, as we like to call it, the TFWP. We're coming to you from all over the place here today. Um, I'm up in Lake Arrowhead, California. We've got Nick Appel coming to us from beautiful downtown San Diego. Welcome, Nick. Hey, Dave. Good to be here. Another hey, good. week. How's your weather down there? It's not bad. I'd say probably close to around 75. Beautiful oh, out like always. Probably as nice as it is in Lake Arrowhead. Yeah, Arrowhead's pretty nice, but uh, you know that San Fernando Valley where our engineer is, Van Nuys, it's still hot as a potato out there. Ugh, it sounds absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? It, But it still amazes me that we can, uh, uh, you know, do this podcast basically from all over Southern California and even places beyond from time to time and um, put together a, a pretty good sounding show. I think it's amazing. So uh, thank you to our engineer, Scott, for, for that. You know, I was thinking about retirement recently. Are you uh, retiring, Dave? No, I'm not going to retire, but you know, it's something, I think retirement's something you always aspire to do or you think about or fantasize. And I was thinking about retirement and, you know, it seems to me that when I was a lot younger years ago, retirement used to be, hey, you turn 65, your body's used up and tired. Uh, you retire, you get your pension, you, you put her around the backyard and you, you wait to die at, at like 72, which was the average lifespan. I mean, back in the day and even younger way before that. But uh, so you had about a seven year span where you're going to get your social security, you're going to get your pension. A lot of people didn't have anything planned specifically, or they'd say, well, we'd like to travel or something generic like that, but no specific plan. And, and the thought was that the company would take care of you because you had a pension, whether you were with, you know, at, at Boeing or TRW or wherever it was. And then the company was hoping that you'd die before 72. So the, the pension would last longer and they could use your money for someone else. Um, but that was, that was retirement. I mean, I remember, you know, back in the day, a 50th wedding anniversary, unheard of. And people are doing 50th wedding anniversaries right and left. Now people are just living longer. So I think things are a lot different. People are living longer. Their retirement is longer. Of course, the company isn't going to take care of you, not even by, by a long shot. And it's, and it's up to us. And I think that, you know, people are getting bored because, or some people are getting bored because they have a lot longer time um, on their hands. I mean, I, I know one guy that's just, he tells me, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of bored. I'm looking for stuff to do. And my thought is, you know, well, what's there not to do? You could do anything, you know, you don't have to get up and, and hit the clock nine to five. But 
I thought this would be interesting um, to talk about this, this new evolving concept of, of retirement. And really, I mean, should it even be called that? Because retirement, at least to me, kind of evokes this idea of, you know, old and spent and worn out and, you know, your exercise is going out to the mailbox to, to get the, the check. So <laughs> I, I guess to a millennial, it's not like, uh, you know, a mailbox. Where is that? Because yeah, you guys well, get <laughs> you guys get well, everything by email. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not even that. I think I would just get bored. Like, even if it's uh, you know, not working, you're you know, nine to six, eight to five. I think I just still want to do something. Well, I would think so, but that wasn't the idea back in the day. You know, it was different back then. But also, pensions are not really that prevalent nowadays. Are not they? at all. No, and yeah. that's. And that's why you've got shows like this show, because it's up to us to figure some of this stuff out, um, you know, on our own. Remember, we did a show on Social Security about a year, year and a half ago. And one of the statistics that, that we came up with, and, and it was from the Social Security Administration's own materials, and that was, you know, Social Security is only designed to, to handle a, a, a percentage of your retirement needs. And I forget the exact number, but it was a lot less than half. And that means you've got to have, you know, plan B and C and all these other things in place. So, you know, I was, I was kicking around the, the internet, kind of checking out ideas about, you know, retirement. And I came across this website, and I've been there before, CNBC, they call it Make It. And there's an article by a fellow named Sam Dogan. And the title is, Don't Be Fooled by the Six Biggest Lies About Early Retirement says a millionaire who quit his job at age 34. 34, Dave? 34, he retired. I mean, that, that, that word just doesn't make it if you're not working anymore at 34, it seems to me, you know? But anyway, he says, Dogan says in his, in his article that he quit his job at investment banking at 34 and his wife followed him, um, you know, somewhat uh, a year or two after. And they had about $3 million to, you know, in their account to live on. And he was worried how he was going to deal with some of these lies about retirement or whether these lies were actually um, true. So he has now put together this article, which they posted up on the website, talking about these myths. And he says, don't be fooled by these. Um, if you, especially if you retire early. So he says the number one thing is the younger you retire, the more you risk running out of money. I mean, that, that sounds kind of logical to me. Yeah. It does. I mean, the last thing you want to do is, you know, be retired, earn up all your money and then be living in a, you know, in a dumpster or something. But he says that while most people probably fear this, it may be perhaps the most, irrational thing um, to, you know, worry about. He says, because everything that you do when you're retired, you will ensure that you will not run out of money, that that kind of becomes your, your mindset and that people who make a decision to retire early, do it with years of planning, discipline, savings, investing. And so those are the kind of people that um, are not going to run out of money. And that seems to me to make sense. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the first thing I thought of was, man, I hope he listened to this podcast and he set up an emergency fund because right. you're going to need a large emergency fund 
if we're going to be retiring at 34. Yeah. You, you don't know what's going to be coming down the line, you know, but I think that the important thing to me is that you need to have a plan before you retire. You need to start putting that together while you're working. You know, Stephen Covey said in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, that one of the things that those people did was begin with the end in mind. And I think that even at the risk of calling retirement the end, um, I think that you need to start making plans for that, start to put together a vision of what that's going to look like well before you retire. I mean, maybe maybe you even put together a, a vision board. Have you seen those? I haven't, but I'm, I'm telling you, Dave, I have to say this. Just thinking of retiring so young and not having any other type of work is causing me anxiety. I, I, cause I'm pretty young. I'm right around um, the author's age. And to think I hopefully have another 50 years, what am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. When I was, when I was your age, I would, you know, retirement, ha ha ha. But I think if we change our definition or our mental mindset of what retirement is or can be, then it won't provide that kind of consternation or angst. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what? I can't wait to hear what the rest of these myths are. <laughs> but again, if you have a plan, begin with the end in mind and and then test it out. Maybe you meet, you meet with a, a professional financial planner and and you test it out. Maybe depending upon the kind of career you have, maybe you say, I'm going to, I'm going to drop out um, from my career two to three years and see what it's like. Maybe I can do it. Maybe I can't. I mean, there are some people that retire very gracefully. They, they just enjoy puttering around, having nothing specific to do. And then there are some people it, I mean, it almost literally kills them because they yeah. just don't have the, the pressure that, you know, if they don't have a to-do list, what, what is your day like, you know? I can tell you that if I were able to go to a country club every day, go play 18 holes, go knock one down at the 19th and do that every day, it doesn't sound too bad. No, but you think you'd get bored after six, uh, six eight weeks? I don't know. Well, based on my golf swing, I have a lot to learn. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of work to do, you know? <laughs> oh, the, you know, the, the author said that, um, one of the other ways that they reduced the angst was that they had an emergency plan and they thought if money ever gets tight, they could go back to doing freelance writing work or they could sell their home and live well, off that the income, move that to a more sense. affordable area. I mean, they had a contingency plan and that's one of the things that we've always talked about. You got to have a contingency plan. You got to plan for risk. You need to have some limited types of insurance to cover certain things. Um, but you need to have an emergency plan if you're going to really jump off the moving train and, and become, you know, what we're talking about right now is being um, retired. So number, number two, myth number two, he says, you'll have to cut back on spending to save money and it will suck. And he says during the first two years of retirement, his income decreased by nearly 80% and he didn't mind it all that much. He went to play on public tennis courts and ate In-N-Out burgers, and it was as good as eating a $50 steak, and he'd go get books from the local library. I, I, I don't know. I mean, my, my response to that is, but don't make yourself a pauper either. I mean, your retirement year shouldn't be 
all day long thinking, how can I save money? You know? Yeah. It just seems like a lot. Um, you're doing a lot of sidestepping, a lot of sidestepping to achieve the same goal. Yeah. Yeah. And now there are things that we've talked about um, over the years here on the TFWP on how to reduce spending, how to reduce expenses without really feeling the pinch, you know, tightening the corners a little bit so that you don't miss it. And certainly, you know, you could, you could, you could do that in retirement, but I don't think you want to make yourself too much of a pauper, but I think that's what they did. And um, I think in large part, because he was 34 when he retired, he has to make that money last a, a really long time. Now, Dave, what's a pauper? I, I've heard you say it twice now, and I don't know what that means. A, a pauper is a, a, like a poor person in society. I, I think it comes from, uh, uh, from what? From old Europe, the prince and the pauper, or that, that was the title of a book, the prince and the pauper. Oh, Someone who didn't was, have a lot of coin. Was that from your childhood? Yeah, might have been. <laughs> just, the, just the other day, right? Just the other day. <laughs> oh, what, man. Uh, what, what's number three? Number three, you will feel permanently happier. Now, you know, I think that's, that really is a myth that how much money you have or what you do during the day or if that you don't do anything during the day um, makes you happier that you'll have this euphoria. And, and he talks about it in the article. He says, well, you know, initially I was pretty euphoric. You know, I quit my job. I don't have to worry about getting up, da, 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 da. But after a short period of time, you come back to your, you know, equilibrium or your, your status quo. And then the doubts start to creep in. Did I make the right decision? I, you know, I wonder what the people at the office are doing. Um, I, I kind of miss that uh, traffic, you know, getting to work on time, um, that kind of thing. And I think that there's always going to be, you know, anxieties in anything that we do, but I don't think not working is going to necessarily make us permanently happier. In fact, if you don't have a plan, if you haven't thought it through, it could make you permanently unhappier. Yeah, I totally agree with your opinion. I, I, I mean, the first thing I thought of when I heard the author speak about him re retiring early was anxiety. Like how, how am I going to live my life? I, I, I just don't agree with the myth that people will feel permanently happier once retirement kicks in. Yeah. They could be potentially happier permanently on a permanent basis, but the, the fact that you're retired isn't going to guarantee that at, at, at all. It seems to me. Right. In fact, I, some, I know some people that are, you know, well past retirement age and they still go into the office every day. Why? Cause they love what they do. That's right. their and, idea of a good time. And, and also it keeps their mind going. It, it keeps them busy. It keeps them um, there. Yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yeah. Number four, you'll be bored out of your mind. And he says, yes, you'll be bored at first, but you'll eventually replace the things that you hate doing with activities that you truly enjoy. And that's the beauty of retirement. I get that. And he said yeah. he was working 12 hour days and, you know, um, he says, after you get tired of tennis and golf and softball and things can get a little disorienting, but after a couple of years, he started to develop a, a daily routine so he'd do some writing and, you know, then he would do some other things. And, it, you know, he developed a routine, a, something that he really wanted to do. Maybe his vision of what his ideal day um, would, would look like. But I don't think you're going to be bored 
if you if you plan ahead of time and if you see your retirement as a, a time to do really what you want to do without the need to generate income potentially. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think that if you're bored, you're making yourself bored. I think there's always things that you can do to be busy. I mean, right. we, we just talked about it last week about doing your diligent research in stocks, research stocks, right? research new ways to invest, find a new hobby. Right. How about this for a hobby? To watch every movie on Netflix. <laughs> I think I've already done that this quarantine, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think we all have, right? And looking for new stuff to watch. Holy moly. Right. You know, number five, you lose your identity and get depressed. You know, he says that, uh, you know, our, our identity is our, our jobs. It's what we do. That's part of our, the main part of our, our consciousness. And, um, you know, during the first year of his retirement, he was worried how people were going to perceive him, but that kind of changed. So now he, he doesn't have any qualms with telling people I'm not working. I don't know. That'd be weird. Yeah. Especially at that age. I mean, 34, that's almost uh, uh, BC before children for a lot of people. (laughs) That's the first time I heard of that. That's a good one, Dave. Um, Yeah. You know, I I just really don't have a comment on this one. No, you're not old enough yet. I, I, I still have another 50 years of reading case law and books and statutes and a great time ahead of me. Yeah. So the author says he got comfortable with just telling people I'm a high school tennis coach for three months a year, or I'm a proud husband and father of two. I mean, I I guess, but that's kind of weird to me. Is it? I mean, I mean, to me, it's, to me, it's not, I mean, he's not lying. No, he's not, you know, material, materially altering what he actually does. And to be honest, if he's doing what makes him happy, go for it. It doesn't matter what you call it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but if he has the ability to retire at 34, he has my commendation. <laughs> but I'm just, I, I struggle with this term. And I think I've said this before in the past. I struggle with this term. You know, people want to become financially independent and potentially be able to disconnect from the nine to five, five days a week grind. And you meet your goals so that you're, independent so that the income on your investments is sufficient to meet your um, your living expenses. And really that's kind of what retirement is, but retired doesn't seem like the right term to describe that, especially for someone 30, 40, even 50. I mean, retired, like I said, traditionally has been go home and wait to die when your body's used up and tired, right? And, and a lot of people um, aren't retiring in that physical condition anymore because we're living so long. And a lot of people have figured out how to become financially independent and retire doesn't seem like the right term. I mean, you see someone who's 35, 40 and they go, I'm retired. And you go, what a liar. He just got tired of working. I mean, it's, I mean, to me, it's kind of funny because, I mean, let's just say you take your typical 75, 80-year-olds and they call themselves retired, they're financially independent. They can call themselves an amateur golfer if they're at the golf course all day. I mean, if, if they're playing tennis five days, four days a week, I, I play tennis 
That's yeah, what but I do. they say, hey, I play tennis. You go, well, you know, I mean, what 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 do you really do during the day? Well, I play tennis. No, what do you, what do you really do? Maybe because you you're just so jealous that they've you know they've they've hit their mark. You know, I'm 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 an exercise enthusiast. I like that. I like that. I was trying to come up with a good term to replace this retired, especially for um, younger folks, especially for people from the fire movement, um, financially independent. That seems almost self-aggrandizing, maybe bragging. Self-sufficient? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I know someone that says, I'm an investor. Well, okay, at least I get that. You know, all right, you, you have some money and you invest it, which would be accurate. And it means you're still, you know, out there and doing things. Um, but I think this is so important is because we in this society define ourselves by our jobs. Um, I don't know. Any other thoughts for an appropriate term? You could just say, no, I've, I've made it. That, no, that's, I've that's made too it. bold, right? <laughs> but if you say financially independent, then you go, oh, I hope they don't try and sell me, you know, life insurance or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, there's just no real good term for that. I'm going to have to think about that. And hey, any of you listeners out there, if you can think up uh, a good word or come up with a good word, we would be happy to adopt it and use it. Just go to the website, thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com, and you can type an email to us with your suggested word, or there is a button that you can touch and it will record your response and we will play you live on the air and comment about your suggestion for people that retire early or people that disconnect from their day-to-day jobs early and pursue their own path the new word for retirement let's think about that hey dave how about we uh kick up the ante a little bit and the person who has the best word gets a $25 gift card. Oh, how about a $100 gift card? How about a $100 Starbucks? Everyone drinks coffee, right? Yeah, or a $100 Amazon. Okay, I like that. No, I'll it do help, that. It helps my stock go up, so a $100 Amazon gift card. When you, and, and you're pretty generous with my money, but I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's like when I go to a, a, a party and they say, uh, hey, will you just make sure everyone's, you know, got a full glass? Yes, I will. I'm very generous with someone else's <laughs> That's an easy thing to do, right? You know what? My purpose is just to help the podcast and I'm doing what I see fit. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. So it's out there. It's in the open. It's a hundred bucks. Uh, you come up with the best word. We'll talk about it on the air and we'll send you out a uh, $100, uh, $100 gift card. By the way, it's Starbucks. Have you had that little... Uh, iced fluffy caramel espresso drink they just came out with no but i did just find out that they have something called a puppuccino and what's that it's a uh cappuccino cappuccino yeah cappuccino for uh for a dog and it's dog friendly and they make it for free i believe oh my god you're giving your dog caffeine Think about I'm not, that. but I, uh, oh I my God, a puppuccino. Oh, I'm going to ask for that, you know? Yeah. I, um, um, you know, they have all these fancy words and stuff. And when I go in there, I just want a cup of coffee, you know, a grande drip coffee. Drip. <laughs> so I, so I, or I order a GD grande drip. I go, huh? When, when? Yeah. But you know, if you go in there and if you order an air, do you know what an air is? 
most of them don't know. I have no idea. And air is an empty cup. I was going to say that, but I thought, <laughs> I was going to say that, but, uh, you know, with what people are selling nowadays, it just, it doesn't surprise me. You never know. You never, all right. All right. Back to business here. Back okay. to business. How about number six? You'll die younger due to laziness and loss of purpose. Uh, I don't know. I don't buy that. Yeah. I, I you know, but you got to create your sense of purpose, right? I, I believe this goes back to the boring number. I, I do believe that you're, you're only going to be lazy if you allow yourself to be lazy. Go find a hobby. Go play golf. Go play tennis. If you can't do that, learn how to crochet. Read a book. Right. right. You know, and, and, and have an idea of what you want to do when you don't have to work anymore. You want to crochet. You want to work at a library part-time. You want to become a, a club med instructor. Um, go, go set up a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get a life. Go set up a podcast, right? <laughs> get something to do. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all out there. Everybody's got a podcast these days. But I think that if you've, if you've got a plan and you've got a vision of what you want your retirement, formally called retirement time to be, that you're not gonna, you're not gonna die young due to laziness. Now you may, you may have less stress in your life, and that may actually cause you to live longer. Because I believe that that stress is a, a leading cause of illness, leading to death, in our society. Um, so you may live longer. You may decide, you know, I'm gonna eat a little better, exercise more, and meditate a little longer. You've got the, you know, you've got the time to do that, but. Um, you have to think about it. You, you have to contemplate it a little bit. And when you're young, it's a very foreign, odd contemplation, but I think it could be empowering too. Yes, definitely. And I know that for the lack of a better word, I, I think I'm a, a workhorse. I, I like to stay busy. I, I like to do right. work. And so when I'm not doing something, that's what creates stress for me. Only speaking right. for myself. Well, you're a type A personality. Hey, I'm, I'm going to law school. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, Just a glutton you know, for punishment. <laughs> oh, good. I don't get me started, Dave. No, I, well, I mean, you. Well, I mean, you you went through the thick and thin as well. Well, you know, I mean, we we did it. You know, I think I did it because I didn't know any better. But um, I did it. You know, <laughs> well, thanks th thanks for telling me not to go. I, I go, I'm telling you, you know, I just, I just kept sitting in the chair and they didn't throw me out and I graduated. So there, <laughs> you know, there you go. They, they had to get rid of me. The, the, the chairs were getting too small for my bottom, you know? Oh, D Dave, we don't need to hear about that. <laughs> this is a PG podcast. This is a, this is a public family podcast. Huh? <laughs> so here, I got an idea for all of our listeners. Here's an assignment. Um, sit down in a quiet room for 15 or 20 minutes and contemplate what would be your idea of an optimal retirement slash time of financial independence. What would you like that to look like? For some people, it might be, hey, I just want to continue to work. Some people might say, hey, I only want to work half time. Some people might say, I don't want to be involved in this area of work anymore. I want to um, you know, teach uh, underprivileged kids to read or I want to, you know, work on a, a fishing boat or I want to be a club med instructor. But think about that. And then you can start to build back from there in terms of 
what you need to do to get there and how much money you'll need. Maybe it's not that much money. Maybe it is. Who knows? But that way, when you put money into retirement, um, you know, it, 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 it's got some emotional connection or context. Right now, when we put money in retirement, it's just like, oh, how much can I have? How much will it grow? But if it's connected to some vision that you have of what you would like that time in your life to be, it's more real. It's easier to put the money in. Um, and you can see it coming sooner and sooner and sooner as you're executing on your financial plan and goals. And when you get to the point that you don't need to work, getting up in the morning is a different situation. Something to think about. Something to think about. You know, that's all the time that we have today. We're not going to have any emails because Nick and I just went on and on and on about the uh, retirement. Stay tuned. We're, we're going to have Ryan Steiger back one of these weeks. Um, think you can get him back to uh, uh, promote his book again there? Yeah, I, I think uh, he'd very much enjoy it. I actually just spoke to him last week and we're setting up a topic to be determined for the upcoming weeks. Like, I like it. You know, I want to talk to him about um, uh, the part of his book where he talked about um, dealing with wealth. And I think that that's a mindset. And I think that that would be a really good thing um, I agree. to talk about. I also think that um, we need to put together a podcast and we, we, we've we been talking about it, but how to deal with this stagnation of, you know, everyone being stuck in their house and what's that about? Because I think a lot of people are getting a little um, stir crazy. So we need to have, we need to do another coronavirus edition of the, the TFWP. So keep listening. Uh, thank you very much, Nick. Good to have you on the show. Thanks a lot, Dave. Good to be oh, here. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Everybody, this is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.